The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In business today, success isn't just about the sale. It's about authentic communication that serves your audience in a meaningful way. This is the Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. In our program, we'll explore how to stay true to your core values, tell your story, engage your audience, and drive business growth. Now, here is your host, Francis Leary. Hello there, friends. You're listening to The Social Hour. I'm your host, Francis Leary, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. You can reach me at radio at francisleary.com. And of course, please connect with me online. You can go to francisleary.com and you can look for Francis Leary, all one word, on every social network and you will find me. So today we are going to be talking about corporate social responsibility and how you can actually use your brand to do good things in this world. And I'm really excited to have our special guest, Susan McPherson, with us. Susan is an expert at corporate social responsibility, and she's an angel investor and a cause marketer. She is the founder and CEO of McPherson Strategies. Susan, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Francis. I'm really excited to be here. <clears throat> Me too. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your story, Susan, um, and how you got to be where you are today? Um, and I like to describe it as I worked in corporate America for many, many years, and I always had one foot out the door in terms of volunteering, serving on nonprofit boards, funding uh even with my minimal dollars, as, as many causes as I could, could be compassionate about. Um, and in maybe the mid-2000s, my last position uh, at PR Newswire, uh, uh, Global Newswire, was to help the company figure out corporate responsibility services and tools to offer business executives. And so I did a deep dive in the industry, and lo and behold, I found out how much I was just fascinated by the whole prospect of business being a force for good in the world. Um, this was also at a the time when kind of social media was starting, so transparency was becoming much more commonplace. Companies mm-hmm. couldn't hide anymore. Uh, also, climate change was becoming part of the global lexicon. You know, you couldn't run away from it. And we certainly, business was realizing that it was a real threat and one that needed to be focused on. Mm-hmm. And you had millennials coming out of college uh, with the desire to work for companies that they uh, were hoping that those companies were purposeful or had a social mission besides just making a product. So with all of that, it seemed like a perfect opportunity to kind of get engrossed and get involved in in the world of of CSR. So that's kind of the trajectory from a professional level. So, I mean, for me, this whole CSR thing is quite interesting. Um, My journey to come to know about this kind of came in a back door. 
I mean, I, I started my business in 2010 and um, ne- had never heard of this term, uh, didn't know anything about it. However, um, I, you know, it's, it's part of my core values, just doing good things. So as I started to grow the business, we were incorporating all of these things into it, like the, you know, um, recycling habits or the, and the employee, uh, employee benefits and um, all of our um, work that we're doing for nonprofits and how we're supporting them. So we were using our company to do a lot of really great things from the beginning and had never heard this term. And then one of my, (laughs) yeah, right. One of my friends and colleagues says, well, you've got so much uh, corporate social responsibility built into what you're doing. You should look at becoming a a B Corp. And I'm like, what's that? You know, I just, I had no idea that there was like a term uh, that described what the kinds of things that we were doing and, and then um, a kind of certificate or what have you that would, that would recognize this. So to me, the commitment is really about what, what you're doing with, I mean, it's great to use this language because there are, are more and more people now who are speaking the language of CSR, but to just get down to the nitty gritty, what is it? <laughs> Can you tell us, like, what is it? <laughs> well, and, and everybody will have a different definition. And sometimes I say, and, and it's interesting to hear how you came to find it, because I always say it's doing good business. It's baking it in from the start. Um, and I often say when I'm giving talks, it's much easier to turn a rowboat around than a cruise ship. Because if you are just creating a new entrepreneurship or a new business, or even if you're a SME, small or middle-sized enterprise, it is much easier to bake it into all walks of your, of your enterprise, of your business, rather than wait till you're this massive multinational corporation. But it is essentially the idea that you should balance your profit-making activities with those that benefit society. Um, that sounds a little highfalutin. Uh, so, again, if we roll back, we peel back the layers, it's really about building in good from the beginning. Are you using minimal resources to create or manufacture or sell your product? Are you empowering your employees to be able to volunteer? Are you um, giving back a portion of your profits to the world or to a cause that your company is passionate about? And it used to be that these were all things that companies could somewhat do. I fervently believe today to be a competitive brand and to attract the buyers you want to your product, whether you're a B2B company or a B2C, you need to be doing these. It's, it's a must-have now. So does that, does that answer your question? Absolutely. Um, and before we dive sort of more deeply into what can organizations do when they want to incorporate more of this, I just want to find out a little bit about sort of how you became, you told us how, what your, your professional journey that led you here, but what's mm-hmm. the deeper, that deeper story that really drives your passion? Why are you so sure, passionate about sure. this? Um, well, I grew up with um, two parents who, well, most people have two parents, I, I, a mother and a father that were very service-driven. Um, my mom spent much of her career as an executive for public television, and when I would ask her why she chose PBS versus the commercial TV stations, she, you know, because I said as a kid, Mom, you'd make so much more money, and she would say, but it doesn't have the values, it doesn't have the quality mm-hmm. programming. And I had a father who taught, who was a professor uh, at a girls' college, women's college, uh, for 39 years. 
so very much believed in the emancipation of, of women. Um, so that was kind of drilled into me from a very young age. And then sadly, um, my mother was killed in a, in a pretty terrific, horrific tragedy um, on New Year's Eve. It'll be 30 years ago in January. Um, and I was, you know, really into my, I was 20 years old. And it was devastating because she was, she was killed in the prime of her career. And I think what happened, and we all, we all respond to tragedies in different ways, but I, when I look back and through, of course, years of therapy, I realized I was living the life that she would have continued to lead. And that was all consumed with giving back and doing good and volunteering and um, becoming an angel investor so I could help other women reach their dreams. Um, and it really just became my whole persona. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing out such a powerful story. Um, so now this is what you do every day. I mean, you walk this every day of your life, not only for yourself, and you help other organizations out there do this very thing. Um, yes. And, and you empower so many people. Um, I'm so interested in your uh, CSR chat, for example, that you have Aww. on Twitter. I'm going to encourage everyone to go find uh, that. That's biweekly. So what days does that um, happen on? Well, I'd like to say it was every other Wednesday, and sometimes mm-hmm. it is, but um, because it is a very much of an open-sourced kind of uh, conversation on Twitter, and again, the hashtag is CSR chat, it's sometimes on Tuesday and Thursdays. Um, we're also at the liberty of our guests, and unfortunately, sometimes they aren't available on Wednesdays. But mm-hmm. we always promote it widely, and if you just go, you just search on Twitter the hashtag CSR chat, you will see promotions for those upcoming. Awesome. I find that, I mean, that's a real way that, you know, everybody can really engage in this conversation. You don't have to own a multi-million dollar business to be talking about uh, corporate social responsibility or using your business for good. So to get down to then why, well, you've, you've really kind of touched on why this is important. So how does this impact business growth or does it? Um, it, it definitely does, and studies are showing uh, more and more. Uh, I can recommend studies from Deloitte, from Nielsen, from Cone Communications that show that individuals are much more inclined to buy from companies that they perceive to be doing good, um, even if the price tag is slightly higher for a particular product or service. You're also, as a company, able to hire the best and brightest, if you show that you have purpose built in. Mm-hmm. So to me, these are bottom line kind of decision making. Um, and increasingly, we're seeing millennials will flock to the companies, again, that they perceive to be more than just about the company. And I, I can give you a perfect example. Um, two weeks ago, the New York Times had an exceptional piece about Newman's Own. Newman's Own is uh, a brand, a company that, that makes spaghetti sauce in it. it of its profits go to charity. It was founded by the late Paul Newman. The company realized that millennials do not recognize Paul Newman's face. They don't know him like those of us who are a little older, uh, which is a shame. And if you remember, um, the spaghetti sauce and pasta sauce has his face as the Mm -hmm. kind of brand image. So they are restructuring the brand image and instead, they're going to showcase the fact that they give 
of proceeds back to back to causes because that will inevitably drive more um, purchases than using the Paul Newman face. So I think right there, that is so spot on. Um, and it's a shame because those of us who, you know, find Paul Newman to be near and dear, um, we lose his face. But I think what they're doing is smart. Absolutely. And I mean, I've, I've known Newman's own pasta sauce. I've bought Newman's own pasta sauce. I had no idea that they gave 100% of their profits uh, to uh, to charity. So that is a story absolutely that they need to tell. And I think so many of us um, in business, we are we are doing good things with our businesses and we're not telling those stories. No. So, um, no. yeah, and that's it's a really important thing to do. So we're just coming up here on a short break. And when we get back, I want to look at then, well, how do we really start to do that? How can companies, one really start to define their corporate social responsibility strategies and how do they tell those stories. And so everyone listening, um, while we take a break, you can go find out more about Susan by visiting her website at mcpstrategies.com. You can also find her on Twitter at SusanMCP1. So definitely go check her out and then stay with us. We will be right back on the other side of two minutes. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for staying with us today. Um, I'm here with corporate social responsibility expert, Susan McPherson, and we are going to continue where we left off, exploring how you use your business to do good in this world. So, Susan, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Francis. 
Yeah. So now I want to take a look at, we talked sort of how, you know, what is corporate social responsibility and the fact that it does impact business and more and more people are wanting to do business with organizations that are doing good. So where does an organization start? Like you, you said that it's great to bake this in from the beginning. So if, if it's a startup, it's a little bit easier. However, there are a lot of organizations that are out there that are doing good things and maybe in their personal lives, they're doing really good things and it's not really integrated into their business yet. So what are some of the ways that we can just get started incorporating CSR into our organizations? Sure, sure. Well, the number one thing a company can do is ask their most powerful asset and that's their employees. Mm-hmm. Because there's no better way to get vested interest than asking from the beginning, what do employees want to see the company do? What does each employee feel he or she can bring to the table? It, it, it's, it's empowering, but it also, you are what you're made up of, right? I mean, you're mm-hmm. made up of your employees. So if you can give them an opportunity to join at the beginning, first of all, it's going to be much more authentic. It also is going to be much more in line with the business that you are in. So, you know, we, it, and that can be regardless of your size um, because obviously you have the means to communicate in some shape, way, or form. And if a note comes from the C-suite and preferably the CEO um, or CMO, employees are going to listen and, you know, not everyone will respond, but a good, a good percentage of them will. Mm -hmm. And that way you're getting it from the ground up and you can then take that information and make much more informed decisions. And this can be on your, you know, what, what almost like your philanthropic, but also on your environmental sustainability, give people a voice and how can we be more innovative with our packaging to reduce, not only reduce the materials, but inevitably reduce costs. Mm -hmm. How can we be, you know, using less water in, uh, you know, whatever products we're manufacturing, um, you know, what kind of lighting can we be using? You know, can we be doing more telecommuting so we're not spending as much on, on you know, on, on fossil fuels to get to work? Um, these are all things that you will hear when you ask your employees for ideas of how the company can be a, quote-unquote, better company, um, more socially responsible. So you've touched on the philanthropic aspects and the environmental aspects. Are there other aspects that are also that you can also look at besides those two? Absolutely. One that is increasingly um, becoming vitally important as we live in a multicultural, multicolored world and country is to have a more inclusive workplace. Um, we typically, um, thanks to unconscious bias, which is, is not a good thing, but we tend to hire those that look like us. Well, mm-hmm. if you only surround surround yourself with people who think and look and talk exactly like you, you're never going to have vibrant discussions about how you can better your product or service or business. You need all views at the table. And you also want to represent the market that you are selling or marketing to or partnering with. And if you are, for instance, all white males and you sell to a public made up of every color, every size, every um, sexual preference, you're not going to get your market. And Mm -hmm. that typically falls under the purview of HR, human resources, but I very much see this as also part of our responsibility as humans, as good citizens, as being the best we can be. 
So what are some ways that uh, smaller organizations or even, you know, solo um, solopreneurs can start incorporating some of this? Well, if you're a solo entrepreneur or small business, and, and for instance, McPherson Strategies is very much a small business, you can look into becoming a B Corp. Um, you can do that, obviously, if you're a large business, too. But um, you had mentioned, Francis, earlier in the conversation, B Corps. And B Corps are a fairly new phenomenon, but now there's something like 1,800 of them worldwide. Um, mm-hmm. Good chunk of that is in the United States. Companies such as Patagonia, um, Method, um, Ben & Jerry's, uh, Seventh Generation, which was recently purchased by um, Unilever. These are all... At- examples of B Corps. And B Corps are incorporated, um, but they are not just measured on their financial commitment. They're measured on their commitment to giving back to society. So Mm. one great way is to, you know, complete the application and to and to apply to be a B Corp. And just going through the motions of applying helps you understand what you can be doing better as an employee, uh, an employer. Mm -hmm. Um, You also can be looking at just minimal things like you know, LED lighting versus traditional lighting, um, using, getting rid of plastic. I mean, we all use so much plastic. I think it's something like 129 instances throughout a day between, you know, the yogurt cups and the water bottles and, you know, the plastic utensils and everything else. Try to minimize those because they either end up in landfills or in the ocean. So, right. you know, that is, again, something very easy that each of us can do. And, and, we may not think of it as corporate responsibility, but it's personal responsibility. Right, um, absolutely. If, if you have a small workforce, ha- allow them to telecommute a couple of days. First of all, they'll be more productive. <laughs> and second of all, they won't be spending time in their cars driving, um, which, of course, uses enormous amounts of fuels. And, of course, it, you know, flying. We all have to fly, and, and I'm a big believer in face-to-face meetings. But if you can be doing things through Skype or video conferencing or Google Hangouts, um, again, your, your usage of fossil fuels will diminish. So those, are, those mm-hmm. are just little, you know, things that we can be doing in our day-to-day lives. Right. So uh, Wireflare is a certified B Corp. And um, going through the process, like I said, I never heard of this whole thing (laughs) when I started. And it was such an empowering process to go through because, I mean, just the um, like the assessment. Um, So, you know, even if an organization doesn't end up getting certified um, or doesn't, you know, want to get certified for some reason, going through this assessment process really allows you to dig deep and look at things. Because within our organization, for example, we had incorporated a lot of, there was a lot of social focus Mm -hmm. like we were Mm -hmm. we were giving a lot in that aspect um and the environmental piece like you know we telecommute our main office has um is yeah bless you is uh alternative powered you know so there were a number of things and it, it also then made us look at all of these other things like um that i just hadn't taken as a small business i hadn't taken the time to write down like what is our maternity policy i hadn't considered that because i hadn't come across that yet and I only had two employees you know at the time so it was um, it really allowed me to dig deep into things like um, best practices for employees and then to actually define those and put policies in place so that the organization could grow and continuously become better I love that I love that 
Yeah, it was uh, it was a very empowering um, process to go through. So, um, what like we got to a place where. Um, after all of this and we had defined these, well, actually, before I do say that, is it important to actually write all this down in your opinion? Do you need to have a written, a place where all of this is written? You know, I think that depends. It depends on the individuals, how big the company is, how, how, you know, what your bandwidth is. I mean, clearly a lot of entrepreneurs run away from much of this because they think it's going to take away from their focus on profitability. Mm. I contend that it's actually going to get you to profitability faster. You're going to mm-hmm. save money on resources while, again, attracting better employees and also attracting better customers and, and, and um, faithful customers and customers that look at you more than just, you know, the goods that you put out. Um, right. But I do know some people, you know, are not heavy into, like, bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in, in putting something down. Because mm-hmm. that way, each year, you can review and kind of state to your employees, here's where we are, here's, here's where we progressed, here's where we didn't meet our targets. Help, us, help me understand how we can do better next year. So if you don't right. write it down, you, you may lose track. And I think, you know, given that we're all inf- not infallible, it's wonderful to be vulnerable and share when you don't make or reach a goal. Because... Mm-hmm. It, then you know you're human. We're all human. We all make mistakes. <laughs> Believe me, I make many of them. <laughs> right. Um, I agree. I, I do think it's important to write down. And um, like for us, we found ourselves in this situation um, not too long ago where, you know, we were sort of, re- we were looking back at, okay, these are the commitments that we're making. Um, where are we getting? And, you know, we're seeing that, well, we're really not where we where we thought we would be. We're not reaching our goals when it comes to this commitment. And um, when we dug down to look at why, there was really um, an employee situation that I hadn't identified. And ultimately, the employee just wasn't in alignment with our Mm. core values. Yeah, they, they just... Their core values were no longer ours. They weren't committed to the same things. They wanted different things. And it took a while for us to really realize that. And it was a very happy um, change, you know, when and um, that, that person had other opportunities. And that was great. And we supported that um, and that initiative. But it was, I mean, it was a painful process and also mm. so worthwhile in the end because I think organizations, you know, if it's great if you can incorporate your employees from the beginning because there is that that buy-in from them, like right yeah. from the start, you know? And then once, like we do all change. And so I do think you have to reevaluate and take a look. And if there is something that's not working, to really reflect on, okay, why? And where do we need to make a change within our organization? And while sometimes that's a, a difficult change to make, Ultimately, um, that will enable your organization to grow because you have a team that is fully committed to helping you achieve your mission. Yeah. So I do think I'm a big believer in the writing down just because of that. If it wasn't written down, it's a lot harder to really go back and measure it and reflect on it and see see what you're doing and why. Yeah. Bingo. And asking and getting your employees in in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. That is, if you remember, if you recall in our last se- segment, you asked, you know, what are the first steps? And to me, that is that is the first step in, in being successful. Mm-hmm. 
So um, this is all really great. So I'm super excited about the next segment after this upcoming commercial great break because we're going to take all of this now and talk about how do we incorporate all of this into our brand message and how we communicate with our audience. So we're going to be back in just a few minutes. So everybody stay tuned and uh, we will talk with you very shortly. Come back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit WiredFlare.com. Tell your story online. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for staying with us. I am here with Susan McPherson, who is a corporate responsibility expert, and we have been talking a lot about what is corporate social responsibility. Um, Susan has shared her stories, and we've talked about sort of how do you define this and how do you get your employees to be involved in this process, and what are some of the things that you can look at in your organization to really improve your CSR. And now, in this segment, I want to look at how do we then use all of this? So we've we've defined our corporate social responsibility. Um, everyone in our company is part of this. How do we use all of this and incorporate it into our brand? Um, Susan, you told a story earlier about Newman's own pasta sauce mm-hmm. and how they mm-hmm. they donate all of their profit to charity. And, and that's a story that, well, I'll say it myself as a consumer, I wasn't aware of. So telling this story of your commitment is so important. So what are some of the ways that we can integrate our CSR commitment into our brand? Well, first of all, I'm, we've heard this statement, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there, you're not going to hear it. So mm-hmm. you are a company, a business, and you are doing things that are beyond the pale. If you are funding a particular cause, even if it's a local charity, um, 
you're doing something really good and you should be shouting it to the rooftops as Mm -hmm. long as it's true and authentic. And that can be done in a variety of ways. I mean, clearly any channel that you have to communicate with your with your clients or your customers, whether it be an email newsletter, whether it be through social platforms, whether it be on your website, whether it be in your signage, whether it be on your packaging. Take advantage of every way you communicate to be able to showcase these things. But again, I, I, and I, I really want to reiterate the importance of this, it has to be real and it has to be authentic. Um, there is a term used many years ago uh, called greenwashing, when companies would talk about how environmentally forward they were, when in actuality they were not. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to call names out, but I think we can all think of examples. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't right, and it was done to potentially hide some things that they didn't want the public to know about. Well, mm-hmm. today you can't hide. The kimonos are open. So mm-hmm. to me, it is a great opportunity to not only share the good, but also talk about when you haven't made your goals and communicate that. Um, you will become a much better, I mean, you will, your, your customers, your, you know, in, in the world that I live in, they call them stakeholders, but I find that so jargony, I'm not going to use it here. Um, <laughs> there is something called trust. And once you build trust with your customer, you you have a much more intimate relationship with that person. And you become much more than just a brand that you go pay for at the cash register. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think when we think about companies such as Etsy and Patagonia um, and Ben & Jerry's, there, you feel like there's something much more. Warby Parker, there, there, there's something, it just evokes a feeling. Um, that you don't have when you just go to a, a brand that perhaps you don't have that similar feeling and that has, that has not done as good a job communicating its mission to its public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, well, for us, we, we went through a sort of, I don't know, re-envisioning. This is the same time we went through sort of the employee shifting um, earlier, just to realize that we, on the outside, we don't look like, say, when you land on our website or you look at our social channels, like we're talking about things that are important to us. It, however, it's not in a way that our audience can really see it on the outside. So, we, you know, we took some time looking at, you know, what does our website look like and realized that um, if you go to our website and then you go to, you know, somebody else's website who delivers similar services, um, what's the difference? I mean, yes, of course, there's difference. However, not that much. I mean, it, when you look at the language and, you know, really what we were, the, what we were speaking, it wasn't reflective of who we are. So we really mm-hmm. spent some time with that. And um, now, you know, I feel like I'm happy, like when I go to my, our website, <laughs> like it makes me happy <laughs> to look at it because I, I love the language that we're using. I love the visuals that we're using. Um, it all speaks to me. Um, and even though it doesn't say, you know, right up at the front that, uh, well, actually it does. It says we, you know, we use our business um, for good or we're committed to um, impacting the world in a positive way. Um, it's, it just, it 
got a different feel. And then we really started looking at our social channels and what's the type of information that we're putting out there. And, you know, companies can hear about marketing and social media and blah, 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 blah. But what about telling those good stories? Um, because mm-hmm. the companies that we, we celebrate, like you've mentioned, you know, Patagonia and there, there's so many others and local great Colorado uh, companies here that I, that I've gotten to know that I, oh, they're just so amazing. And, um, I want to tell those stories and I want to use our social channels to tell those stories. And those are the stories that people celebrate and make people feel good. So we started telling more of those stories and I can say without a doubt the impact that it's had just, I mean, looking at just the social growth and even the like lead generation and the amount of people that we are attracting to us are more of the right clients they are more of the right people that we want to be uh, working with and it also Mm -hmm. really empowered us to be able to say no because as service providers um, you know we we don't necessarily work with everyone we really want to work with organizations that are in alignment with who we are and with our commitments as a company so I love it yeah it was a really empowering process so then for for those out there that are listening, um, what are where did where can they start? Like for us, it was sort of this. Um, wow, well, we're not where we want to be, and we're really not fulfilling these commitments. And it was an overall look at everything. Um, mm-hmm. For those listeners who may not be even there yet, so they they haven't maybe um, defined all of this, and and now they want to look at how can they incorporate this. Where would they start? And do you mean incorporate it in, like into the into the branding? Into their yeah. Okay. Right. Um, I would I would do and again this is going to sound jargony, but I would do like a landscape analysis. I would look at the peer companies in your space to see you know number one are they doing this? Not, not not to copy them, but just to get a sense of what else is happening because you know you learn a lot just by mm-hmm. you know taking just taking a glimpse. Um, and I would also, you remember how earlier I talked about asking your, your employees, well, I would go so far as perhaps polling some of your customers or your clients mm-hmm. and asking them what they would like to see you be talking about more and sharing more. Um, it, it, you know, there's, there's, you, if you just simply use, you know, a tool like SurveyMonkey or something as simple as that, um, you can find out a lot of information. And if anything, you know, your customers are, your customers and your employees are, and, and perhaps your investors are your most important audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would take it from them of how they would like to see you communicate um, mm-hmm. and which platforms they tend to, to gravitate towards. You know, if you're a very photogenic company, um, Instagram, uh, a Periscope, um, something that you can be showing visually is, is vitally important. Facebook, um, if, you know, you tend to be a more B2B company, I think LinkedIn obviously is very appropriate for that, uh, mm-hmm. as is Twitter. So, but you don't want to be on a platform that your, your customers or clients aren't because, again, mm-hmm. that would just be, you know, falling on deaf ears. So, right. I think, number one, ask. Number two, think about what makes sense for the type of business you are. Um, and then, you know, what is your footprint? I mean, if you are only a, a very small business in Boulder, Colorado, you really don't need to be talking to folks in West Virginia. Um, not that people in West Virginia aren't wonderful, but I'm just saying it, it, if you can't sell your product to them or reach them in some shape or way, focus on the local community in Boulder and mm-hmm. get off social and do things physically. 
you know, um, do things at a, you know, anywhere from a rally or a running race or anything where you're with the local community. Mm-hmm. But I do think it, you need to get out of your own navel gazing and talk to other people. Right. Yes, that's so important. So where is the line between, um, you know, telling your story and sharing the good that you're doing? And then at what point does it become just too much? Like egocentric. Yeah, braggadocious. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. Um, You know, I I wish I could say there's a fine line. I think the same way we go to a dinner party and we start to talk, if, if we're sensible adults, with some humility, we know when we've spoken too much, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you need to use that same, um, again, look inward. Are we, are we going beyond the call? Are we, and this is where it's important to look at your peers because you obviously don't want to be making such a big deal out of, you know, maybe your first donation to a cause. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, if you consistently say once a month or once every six weeks report on something good that's happening, and as long as you also incorporate the challenges that you're facing, mm-hmm. it minimizes that that risk of becoming overly um, braggadocious. And don't laugh that I use that word. Right. No, <laughs> no, that's a great word. I love that. <laughs> um, you're right. I mean, I think we've all um, seen those organizations out there that are just maybe talking a little bit too much about themselves um, and about what they're doing. And for me, that is becomes just a turnoff. Like, you know, I know that they're doing good things in the world, and yet there seems to be a piece missing because... What I feel, what miss is missing to me that I see is the while they're serving the world in a deeper way, maybe with the products that they've created, they're not serving their audience on their like. If I'm looking at them on their social channels, for example, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. This is a process we take our clients through because, you know, you've got this great product or this great service and and you are helping people, you're making the world a better place with it. And yet on your social channels, you're, oh, here's this thing that we did. Here's this thing that we did. Here's this thing that we did. And you're just talking about what you're doing all of the time. Whereas, I mean, for us, your social channels are a great opportunity to extend your service onto those platforms. So whether it's, you know, the social platforms or your website or your email marketing, like you said, or whether it's, you know, how you're serving in your local community, if that's, you know, your primary focus um, is local. I think extending your service into everything that you're doing really demonstrates who you are as an organization in a completely different way. And it allows people to see that authenticity. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree with you more. And a lot of these platforms are not designed to be a bully pulpit shouting. They're very Mm -hmm. much around asking, engaging, participating, thanking people, showcasing. You know, if you are funding a local charity or a national charity, use Twitter to be showcasing that organization or use um, LinkedIn. I mean, it, it, it is all of these are remarkable platforms to put halos on others. Mm. Oh, I love that phrase. Put halos on others. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you. You're right. 
You're right. That's exactly what we can do because it's not just about telling, oh, we sent money to this organization. It's um, showcasing what this organization is doing and how they're making the world a better place. And we're supporting them by sharing all of those initiatives and helping more people recognize all of the great good that they're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, a lot of times when, you know, nonprofits will come come to us and ask, you know, we want to partner with a corporation. We want to be funded by a corporation. And I always say what you need to do is you need to turn it around and, and instead say what you can do for the corporation because mm-hmm. it, it's a partnership. It isn't about one <clears throat> just doing for the other. But increasingly, companies who fund nonprofits and social causes are realizing that in addition to writing a check or providing financial um, support, they can also be, <clears throat> excuse me, amplifying because of the sheer numbers of their employees. Their employees can be volunteering. Their employees can be providing skills back to um, the constituents of the nonprofit. So there are many other ways that the company can be supporting a particular cause rather than just writing a check. And for startups, this could be a really valuable way to give back while you still keep focus on driving profitability. Absolutely. So um, we are coming up to um, another break. So we are going to be back in just a couple of minutes with Susan McPherson, and we will talk more about how you can incorporate good into your brand. Stay with us. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for staying with us. We have spent the last uh, part of an hour with Susan McPherson, and it has been a really empowering conversation about using your brand for good. Susan, thank you for everything that you have shared so far. Oh, it's been wonderful. I love your energy. 
Yeah, <laughs> I love yours too. It's a perfect Aww. fit for the show. Thank you so much. Um, so we have really explored a lot. We have talked about, um, you know, what is corporate social responsibility? How can organizations sort of start to define this and and create more of this within their organizations? And then how do we communicate this to our audience? So mm-hmm. to sort of recap, what are some of the major points that our listeners should really take away from this conversation? Well, I would say regardless if you're a very small business, uh, a startup, a mid-sized company, or a large company, the, the most important thing to do, and, and again, depending on the position you hold with that company, if you are in a senior position I would, or at the C-suite, I would, number one, inquire. Ask your fellow employees, all your employees, what do they think, what do they recommend the company get behind in terms of causes? What can the company be doing in terms of being a better environmental steward of our resources? And how can we be hiring those that don't look exactly like us with differing yeah. opinions, differing cultural backgrounds, different, different shades of color, et cetera? Um, mm-hmm. those are the, the, just to start, you know, it, it's all about inquiring. Two, um, ask your customers. Ask them what they would like to be seeing you do. And when you do go ahead and decide to do something, make note of it and communicate it. Uh, but also communicate things that may not be all wonderful and good because that way you are being transparent and you're building trust, not only with your employees, but with the outside world. Yeah, that's so, so important. And I think sometimes we're afraid to um, to show too much of ourselves because, I mean, we are humans after all that are behind these businesses, running these businesses. And I think showing so much of our humanity, you know, wearing so much on our sleeve, it's, it's, take, it's taking a risk. Um, it's risking showing who we really are. And, you know, when it comes to our businesses, when we really reveal what's important to us, are, are people going to want that? Is that important mm-hmm. to people? Are, are, are we going to lose our customers? And I mean, for, for me, that's, well, we have, so every sort of transition as we have defined more deeply who we are as an organization, we have lost some customers mm-hmm. and it has made room for the right customers to step into that space and allowed us to work with the, the organizations that we really believe in. So I think it's natural to be afraid of, of sharing that. And yes, there is going to be some um, change. I mean, do you see that with the clients you work with that, you know, the customers will change as you get really committed to defining who you are? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a risk, of course, you take. But in the end, the rewards are going to outweigh the risks. Right. Um, And what are some of those rewards for organizations that are doing this out there in the world? Well, a a committed and um, faithful customer that is coming to you because he or she realizes you mean a lot more or you stand for something beyond the actual product. Mm -hmm. Um, You have customers that actually share with their friends and families that they should also be patrons. Um, And we all know that today everyone has a voice. You know, I I hate to say, you know, everybody, everybody can write pieces. Everyone can share content. And we all know we see it every lasting <laughs> second on Facebook. Right, so right. You, as a brand or a company, want to be the recipient of that. And you do that, of course, by creating a, a deep connection with your client or customer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and you get the hail, you get a positive reputation boost. If people are talking about the good work you're doing, that inevitably can reverberate to better quality um, uh, applicants wanting to work for you. Mm-hmm. And probably one of the most important benefits is your employees will stay put longer. I think the latest study shows millennials switch jobs now every 18 months. Well, that's extraordinarily costly for a company. Mm-hmm. Well, if those instead employees stayed for three to four to five years, think of the cost savings. And they are much more likely to stay if you are, again, being more than just what you make or sell and giving them opportunities to volunteer because it gives them a better feeling of what it's all, what it's all about. Again, we are companies are made up of humans. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. We are. Um, so, and I think just overall too, doesn't it just make you feel good? Everybody's happier. You know, yep. everybody's yep. happier. Like all of your employees are happier. The leadership is happier. Your customers are happier. Um, and it overall, like this feeling of, you know, walking into the workplace and being happy to be there because it's yeah. meaningful. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, you know, I have so many um, friends in my life and in various places that, are, you know, just so complacent going to their jobs and, you know, this is just what they do. Um, and I think as a business owner, I don't want this ever to be just something that they do. I want them to love it. I want mm-hmm. them to just completely be part of everything that we are doing, everything that we're giving. And um, that's really important to me. I want them to be that happy. You know, I don't want it ever to be something they just have to come do. That's just sounds awful to me I guess because I would never want to just do that I love it I love it (laughs) so um to sort of I don't know think of this on a much more uh, I don't know esoteric or more philosophical way um for us at Wired Flair um our commitment is to using language and creating content that is part of a positive shift in the way we communicate our belief Mm -hmm. is that with every post with every blog article with every email with every tweet all of that has the opportunity it's like a um, you know bowling pin effect you know you one one thing affects so many different people and if more and more organizations are using their brand, their messaging to do good things, then it really is shifting the way we communicate globally. So um, for us, it's a, I mean, that's a very grand lofty ideal. And yet that drives us, you know, to know that in some small way, we're having a really big impact. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, and yeah, it just imagine the, what the world. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say it, it. It. It's just. It's. It's everybody. You know. It's paying it forward too. I mean, I, I think it's. It's thinking of others first. It's. It's taking care of our neighbors. I mean, these. These go back to our. You know, early ethos as, as a human. As, as humans, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think we really all have an opportunity here. Um, and no, no beginning is too small. 
Like no step forward is too small. So, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and you, you still quite, kind of aren't sure where to start or it really seems overwhelming, just one little thing. Ask your employees and you don't have to, or ask yourself if, if you're a small business owner and you, or it's just you. Ask yourself the questions and then start with one shift that's meaningful to yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Susan, it has been truly um, a pleasure and an honor having you with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Francis, thanks to you and, and Voice of America. I, I love this. Yeah, it's been really a pleasure. And uh, everyone who's listening, we are now um, coming to the end of our show. It has been really great spending time with you today. I hope you will please find out more about Susan by visiting mcpstrategies.com, or you can find her on Twitter at SusanMCP1. And of course, you can always find me too. You can go to FrancisLeary.com, or you can find Francis Leary, all one word, on pretty much every channel, and you will find me. So thanks, everyone, for listening to The Social hour today. It has been a true pleasure being with you. Thank you again to Susan, and we will see you all next week on The Social Hour. Happy holidays. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for being a part of The Social Hour. Please be sure to join your host, Francis Leary, again next Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, make a soul-shall connection with your audience.